You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ Family of Churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Welcome, West Side. I'm so excited to start our West Side region. And this is a very special event for so many of you, so many of us that have been building uh, God's church here in Los Angeles. I'm really grateful that... Um, in 1990, uh, somebody, Sutton Whitaker, he was a doctor at UCLA Medical School. He was uh, out on the beach inviting people to the new church, the Los Angeles Church of Christ. And he ran into me out on the beach in 1990, and it opened a door of a brand new life. Uh, it opened a vision of a brand new life for me. And I was baptized that year and became a part of the L.A. Church um, and have been a part of it for now 30 years. I'm really, really grateful for just this uh, incredible vision that God has had for my life and so many thousands, countless thousands of other people to hear the word of God through this great work. And today is our first service of the West Side region of the Los Angeles Church. We actually call ourselves the West Side Church. It's great to be here. Uh, God is a visionary. He always has vision. And it's really important that uh, as individuals, we, has, we have a vision for our life, uh, as families, that we have a vision for our family. And certainly as a collective congregation that we have a vision. God's the original visionary. In the book of Genesis, uh, he said, let there be light. And it was so. And so God spoke his vision into existence. And today we're going to talk about the vision we have for our church here on the west side. Uh, what we hope it becomes in the years to follow. Uh, thinking about vision, I do remember back in 1992, writing in a little journal, uh, this is the beginning of the year in 1992, I had a dream and a hope that the woman that God would want me to partner with for the rest of my life, the woman that would help get me to heaven and uh, be an incredible joy to my life, that she would be on my heart, that I would know who it was by my birthday, which is in June of 1992. And I remember writing that, it was in January, and then Carrie, my beautiful wife, spiritual wife, she was baptized in May of 1992, and I had the unique privilege of baptizing her uh, in the Pacific Ocean. God wanted to fulfill that original vision and uh, fulfill a dream that I had, knowing that it would turn into a much bigger dream. And so today, Carrie and I are very, very grateful to serve the West Side Church and help inspire and fulfill God's vision for the West Side. Part of that dream is the way we're going to build and the things we're going to focus on. And I want to put before you this concept of deeper and wider. We want to build a church, and we believe the Holy Spirit has put on our heart the idea of going deeper and going wider in our mission for God. And I want to have Carrie share a few things. Thanks, Steve. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful that we get to be a part of the West Side Church. And I wanted to read in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and following. It says, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. 
in this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Now, I know for me, um, you know, going through trials and grief and challenges aren't like the top joy of my life. However, I know that these trials that the scriptures talk about really do deepen and prove our faith genuine. And uh, I recall in 2004, specifically, one, being one of probably the most horrific years I've experienced. Uh, started the new year in January with my dad passing suddenly. Uh, finding out my own personal health, I needed to have major surgery. Um, losing our jobs, having to move. Uh, my grandfather passed away suddenly. My seven-year-old son, he's now 23, but at that time, seven, um, had to have surgery on my birthday. And then we ended the year with Steve's mother uh, being burned almost to death in a fire. And I remember that year just being miserable and thinking, how do I do this? And a wise woman in the West Side Church who has gone on to be with our Lord, Gloria Baird, shared, do not waste your pain. And I remember um, being asked to speak at a women's retreat about a relationship with God. And I thought, I don't have one right now. I am so depleted of anything because I'm in so much pain. And I remember thinking, but I need this. So I will do it and I am going to dig in deeply to the scriptures and I'm going to allow God to minister to me and I'm going to fight alongside my sisters and share, you know, my pain and my struggle and what I went through. And I remember coming out of that time thinking, God really deepened my faith and my understanding in who he is. And it really did propel me into understanding what I was achieving in that salvation that it talks about in the scripture in First Peter, you know, the salvation of my soul, that it was a time, it was a bad year, and sometimes we have bad decades. Mm-hmm. But prayerfully, through these times, we will not waste our pain, we'll go deeper, and it will achieve for us the salvation of our souls, mm-hmm. but many, many others, as we reach out and share these similar stories. You know, Carrie and I, I believe, were put together uh, as a couple because God uniquely made her to want to go really deep. Uh, she loves authenticity, uh, believes it's part of God's grand plan, and I as well agree. But I know God also made me, um, you know, taking ver- various personality tests. I'm the achiever, the, the try to get stuff done, and sometimes I can be perceived as always wanting to go wider and expanding. Or uh, Certainly before I was in the ministry, I was a, a salesman. And I understand that God has a heart for us to go deep, but he also wants his message spread as wide and as far as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful to partner with Carrie so that uh, we believe God's put this vision of having a church that goes deeper and wider 
not only on our heart, but certainly the hearts of the leadership here in the West Side. Uh, multiple uh, months ago, we had a, a vision planning time where many of the leaders as well, it surfaced for them that those are the two things. We want to have a church that's deep in our spiritual formation, but that expands wide in a geographic saturation way, that we uh, get to the communities that we live in and beyond our communities that we make a difference around the world. Thank you, Carrie, for being here. I want us to read a couple scriptures that highlight some of these ideas with respect to our vision. And I want to start in John 15, verse 16. It says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. And this passage, I believe, is um, one where Jesus is explaining the vision he has for his apostles. And he wants them to go and bear fruit, but it's not just about going wide and evangelizing the world. And we know in Matthew 28, he says, go and make disciples of all nations. But he says, fruit that will last. And then he says, his ultimate command is that they love each other. And we know many Bible uh, historians and Bible uh, theologians and experts in Scripture, as they've evaluated John 15, the collective wisdom is that Jesus is talking about the fruit both of love and the fruits of the Spirit, but also the fruit of expanding wide and making more disciples. Both are included. And I want us to be mindful of this as we think about our our walk and what we are going to do as a church. Another verse I want to bring up, as I'm going to present our vision here uh, in a minute, a a a more clear, clear vision. But I want to read a few scriptures that I believe the Holy Spirit helped to instill some of these visionary ideas. So in Colossians 1, verse 6, we read, The gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. Now let me just say this. The incredible transformation, the hope we have comes as a gift. It's, it's, it's a gift from God. It's His grace. And it's the grace that allows this message to expand. It's the grace that melts the heart. And I like how Paul, he writes, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. And you can you can hear in the text the Spirit telling us to go deep, that we will be filled with the knowledge and the wisdom of God and an understanding that comes from the Spirit when we immerse ourselves and we let the grace flow over us. I love also this passage, how it talks about how they're praying, uh, just repetitive prayer, how Paul has been praying for the church there in Colossus, and how he has a heart to continue that prayer, that he wants people to grow. That's God's vision for us, that we grow spiritually, and then we will bear fruit in every good work, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, a little more about that. Another verse to set our vision. 
Matthew 13, verse 31 and 32 says, He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. The vision here is that something small, an idea, a dream, a vision, a hope, a seed of faith planted can expand to become a tree, to become a community, to become a family, to become an entire kingdom. God's kingdom is like a mustard seed that spreads and becomes something that the birds can then find cover and shade and rest and are able to feel like they belong. And really that's part of our vision is wanting to build a church where people feel safe, that they do belong where our polarized society can find unity. And God's dream is that Westside can be that. I want to talk specifically about uh, a vision. And I want to bring these scriptures into it. But here's a church vision for the Westside. And this is not stagnant. This is an evolving vision that all of us need to have a chance to write these vision statements for ourselves. All of us need to have a chance to uh, play a part in how this vision is accomplished and realized. And I believe that God will continue to put on all of our hearts uh, aspects of this vision and ways to fulfill this vision. In the next 10 years, the Westside Church will be a center for spiritual transformation and growth, which advances the good news of Jesus Christ. We're going to go deeper. We're going to go wider. We are devoted to growing deeper in our faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for us in heaven as revealed to us in God's Word. We will be a church that holds to the Word of God strongly. But we're understanding that the Word of God applies to every culture and every time frame and is good news to us directly right now in 2020 and will be in the years to come. I'm so grateful that uh, Mark Shaw has volunteered to help initiate the Rock Ministry which the West Side had going years and years ago. And this is going to be a ministry to deepen our biblical knowledge. I'm super grateful, looking forward to that. More information to come on that. But we're going to be a church that gets deep because we get practical training in the Word of God. As we go on, it says, We continually ask God to fill us with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that we may live lives worthy of the Lord And please Him in every way. Of course, I'm quoting Colossians here in our actual vision. And I bring in this idea of bearing fruit. When God deepens us, we bear fruit in every good and creative work of justice, mercy, beauty, and evangelism. And let me share with you why we've put that in there. Certainly, we're going to do some things that change this world. It's good and it's creative work because I believe we live in an area of the world where creativity flourishes and God's the ultimate creator and wants each of us to fulfill that artistic side of creation. And I really believe God has a plan for us, but it's, it's creative work and good work of justice. All of us have seen the need for more justice in our world. Our world is dark. Our culture does not have the answers. Our politics does not have the answers. 
ultimately the answer is Jesus crucified and resurrected as the reigning king of the universe. And at the cross, we will find the answers. We are called now to instill his, install his kingdom on earth as far as it depends on us. And so is there work towards justice? Yes. I'm so grateful for our kingdom inclusion team and the work they're doing uh, to awaken us, to help us to understand uh, cultural competency. And we want to work in our community. I'm so grateful for the work that's being done serving our community and beautifying and in mentoring. And there'll be more on that to come as well. You know, we need to do the good work of mercy and our Hope Worldwide projects are going to be uh, fantastic opportunities. Looking forward to that. Thank you so much for those that serve Hope Worldwide and uh, we're all in for the work to serve those that need help. You know, it's not only that, it's beauty and the idea of creation and we uh, want to reach the arts ministries and we want to create content that inspires. But also our work is evangelism. It's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's helping people, lost souls like I was in 1990, an arrogant, um, lost soul, just had graduated from UCLA, was working as a stockbroker full-time right here in Century City, and I needed a purpose in life. And men who had been studying the Bible reached out to me, and they changed my life. We want to see many men, many women, come to a faith in Jesus and live it out in a powerful way. That's our vision. As we go on with our vision, we participate with the Spirit in expanding the influence of the gospel throughout all communities and neighborhoods on the west side of Los Angeles. And we will influence and partner with sister churches in the ICOC, which is the International Churches of Christ, which is our partnering fellowship. We do this to transform the Pacific Southwest, which is our area of the world, and we expand beyond that to the whole world. We, in particular, on the west side, are going to be mission partners and mission investors in the work in all our Middle East churches, as well as the Baltic region of the world, where we have a number of churches, and we have a number of us have been there and served, and really grateful for Rick and Heather Meckhamson, who've served, have gone over to the churches in the Baltics, and uh, so many of us here have uh, had a chance to meet and connect with our disciples in the Middle East, and they need our prayers. In Lebanon, uh, we're hearing great stories of recovery from just the, the traumas that they have faced, but they need our prayers, they're going to need our resources, and they're going to need our relationships. Amen? But we want to change the world in that way. We believe in discipling, discipling one another in love. We are growing to become, in every respect, the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him, every West Side ministry, family group, and disciple, joined and held together through mentoring and equipping, that's part of how we're going to grow deeper, is we're in each other's lives, and we're equipping each other with tools and with the Word of God. And we're going to grow and build itself up in love as each part does its work. We are like the mustard seed that grows to become a large tree which provides a home for the lost, the weary, and the disillusioned. And you hear there the parable of the mustard seed in our vision. By multiplying our small groups, we will plant and water the seeds of faith among teens. We believe in our youth ministry, in our teen ministry, in our families. We will water the seeds among college students, among singles and families throughout neighborhoods and campuses of the West Side. We have some of the most incredible campuses at Santa Monica College, at 
Pepperdine University, at UCLA, and many others here on the West Side, we want to make a difference in young people's lives and inspire them to become great servants, some who may become missionaries, church leaders, and all fantastic servants of God's kingdom. We see a steady stream of new leaders raised up and sent to water the fields in God's kingdom. We will be a hub for innovation. You know, Silicon Beach is right here in our backyard. And we want to be innovators. So we'll be a hub for that in new ways to reveal God's grace through selfless service. Like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, we will prosper in Christ as we grow deeper in faith and love and wider in spiritual influence. Church, we have a vision. I want to ask every one of us to spend some time really thinking about what God has in store for you. What is His vision for your life? I want to put before you this idea, this mantra here on the West Side, and that is, what will people experience when they come to the West Side Church? What is it we're trying to accomplish in our relationship as we give away this incredible gift of grace that Jesus has given? We want people to belong, to believe, and to become. We want them to feel like they have found a family. We want them to know that they're cared about. We want the first move of our congregation to not be judgment, but to be a welcoming, gracious, agape, welcoming love that you belong. Secondly, we want people to believe. We want them to believe the Word of God, the truth. And when they feel safe, they'll want to study the Bible. And as the Bible is unveiled, they'll believe God's vision for their life and they'll change. They'll become what God intends, a faithful disciple of Jesus, filled with the Spirit, ready to serve and use their gifts for God's glory. So, belong, believe, become. People are loved and accepted and belong to our West Side Church family because we love as Christ first loved and accepted us. People believe the gospel as love lowers the walls and the word is unveiled with truth and grace. People become disciples of Jesus who continually transform into the likeness of Christ through biblical love, training, and mission. Belong, believe, become. Memorize it. Think about it. Talk about it. Share it. Come up with other ways to make it meaningful. You know, I love uh, not only that concept, but Paul Nakakura, our awesome, one of our awesome graphic designers, and we have many, Doretha, so many, uh, Scott Horton, so many who do incredible work serving the church in this way. Paul came up with this idea of connect, transform, and inspired. We have that on uh, many of our signs, which fits perfectly into belong, believe, become. Certainly, we want to connect with people so they feel like they belong. We want people to begin to believe the Bible and that will help them transform into the people that God intended for them to be. And then as they become that, they will inspire others to really want to make a difference in their life. And so as a church, we have these visions and it's on each one of us to own them, to believe in them, and to ask God to show us how do we Live this out. In what way will we make a difference? The Spirit is working right now. He's working so powerfully. Just this past week, I want to share with you how the Holy Spirit is working across the globe. Um, I got a phone call from Rashida. She had called me about uh, going out on Sunday after this past Sunday's lesson. She was inspired to uh, live out the challenge from the book of Jude to snatch people from the flames. 
and she thought, I gotta meet somebody. I gotta be willing to share my faith. And so she, she's out at the laundromat, and she had the boldness to meet one of the men that was there, and he seemed friendly. He began to have small talk with her, and he re- mentioned God in the conversation. So, so she initiated and invited her, him to the West Side Church. When he goes, West Side, is that the one where Steve is the pastor? And, Lo and behold, at this time, uh, uh, Rashida has been living up in the high desert, up in Lancaster with her mom. And so this man, who's living up there as well, uh, it turns out he had been at the hospital a year ago when I was in the hospital because of a terrible back injury. And I was on many medications. I don't even have full coherence or remembrance of what I was. I, I have coherence now, but I didn't at that time remember exactly what I was saying. But apparently... I was speaking to this man and his family. This man's family was there because uh, his cousin had been in a car accident, had broken like 10 bones in his body. Uh, and uh, this man's cousin's wife had passed away, had died in the car accident. And, and they were mourning. And I was sitting there complaining and I was on drugs, but I was talking about God. And I, and I had mentioned to them, hey, we all got to have faith that God can change us. And they, uh, for some reason, I, I really have to be honest, I don't totally remember it, showing that God is working even when we're not aware. And God's using us in ways we could never imagine. And so as I'm talking on many medications about faith, they're taking it in and realizing maybe God's talking to them. Two days later, the man that was in the accident, uh, he was miraculously doing much better and they released him from the hospital. And he uh, and his cousin, the guy that I met, or that Rashida met and in time I met, um, they realized God's calling them to act out their vision, to act out the scriptures. And so when Rashida told me all this, this is past Sunday, I called him right away. His name's Kai. And we began to connect and talk about studying the Bible. And I realized, wow, what a miracle. Even in my accident, even when I'm not in my right mind, but I'm talking about God and having faith, God is working. And he will work in our lives in miraculous ways. As we close out today, I want us to read Ephesians chapter 1 and remember that God has a vision beyond ours. These are the visions that we have from the scriptures, but he's going to put some visions in your mind and I want to encourage you. Listen to the Spirit. Let's read Ephesians 1 before we take communion. It says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in His holy people and His incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength He exerted when He raised Christ from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. God's power resurrected Jesus from the dead. Jesus died to provide a pathway to God for all of us so that in the greatest suffering, Jesus could relate to us. So that he could help us to eliminate um, the feeling that there's no hope in life. God resurrected Jesus from the dead. And that same power that resurrected Jesus physically from the dead and ascended him into heaven, that power is available to us. God has a vision for the West Side. Is it a vision of 
thousands and thousands of faithful disciples? I believe it is. It's a vision that goes beyond the things I've shared today. But I want us to lock in and hold to this vision of deeper and wider, of belong, believe, become, of wanting to grow spiritually so we can expand the gospel to our neighborhoods, to our campuses, and we can raise one, one another up into great spiritual men and women. Jesus died for us, and God resurrected him to give us this incredible hope and vision for eternity. You've just listened to the West Side Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.